ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports Tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. Cody Collier, welcome back to ATV Talk, man. You've had an amazing month going on here. Uh, tell me all about it. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, just got uh, home from the Kenda Nine Hour this past weekend, and uh, it was an awesome event. Uh, can't thank those guys enough. It was awesome weekend. Uh, Drew at Kenda and the New East Coast team from uh, making the track and doing all that. And uh, um, yeah, awesome weekend. Me, Dayton Hickey, and Gavin Jenkins, uh, Team More Wheel Drive. Uh, Nice. Uh, we went out there and raced the four by four pro class. It was just our and the BNR motorsports team of, uh, Robert Smith, AJ Koontz and, uh, Ronald Varnell. And, um, it was AJ Koontz had never ridden a four by four before. So it was his first ride. He's a top vet a guy. He rides, he rides with like Jeff Pickens and gets top amateurs here and there. I think he got top am at snowshoe. Nice. Um, actually. So, but it was his first ride on a four by four. So it was the him against us and Dayton. It was his third ever race on a four by four third ever one. Uh, so it was, uh, fun for both of us, um, both teams. So it was just us. And, uh, I got off to a de- decent start, Bert, let me buy her off the start. And, uh, he ended up passing me at like the two mile marker. There was a big, uh, there's a good mud hole line he took and I tried to get around a lot for, I thought he was only hung up too much and Bert snuck by me there. And then, uh, right after that, um, there's like the wires that come into the bottom of the base of your key, something caught them and, uh, pulled them out of the connection. Um, so it was losing contact whenever I would hit a big bump, it would like just barely lose connection. It was killing my quad and, uh, with the Can-Ams, they have a coated key. So whenever it would lose connection and pop right back in, um, it wouldn't like reconnect that signal from the code for the key. So the battery had to like kill the dash and then, um, like reset the computer when the battery turned back on after the dash died. So it was either sit there and wait a minute. Or I didn't know what it was at first. I just knew something was killing it. And then whenever the dash turned off, it was turned back on. That's all I knew at the time. So I, got, I didn't know what to check. I was going through my head, not sure what to do. Um, so that happened like the two mile marker on the first lap. Um, we ended up losing like 10 minutes on the first lap before I figured this out and got going. But because uh, it, it died a few times, kept on going out. Anytime I would hit a, any type of bump, it would die because it would just lose connection at that key base. Did, did, did you fix it on the track? Um, kinda. So like, uh, so after that happened, like the first two times I realized once the key died, like the, the reset, it would go again. So I was popping off the seat and disconnecting my 24 volt and plugging it back in, slapping the seat back on and taking, taking back off for like seven miles at the seven mile marker. I it finally, uh, pulled out enough to where it wouldn't let me do that trick. And it said, 
uh, no key code is what it said. So I knew it was something in the wiring harness that connected to the key. I looked underneath and noticed it wasn't like fully in. I jammed it in there real good and it finished the lap out. And uh, so it took me 10 minutes and multiple popping off the seat and getting back going and riding real slow and trying not to hit any bumps and um, got through, uh, lost 10 minutes before I got back to the pits. We were pretty much dead last after that. Just weird fluke thing. Did you figure out what caused it? Stick, rock, something came up and just janked it, I bet. It broke, it broke the clip off. It's a plug, it's clips that plug into the base and it ripped on the clips off and it was losing connection at that pin. Do you think it was pre the race or it happened right then? I think it happened right then. Cause it was like at the two mile mark, like I was cruising, hitting stuff. And all of a sudden it was flopping. So I think it broke the clip off. Something, something caught it. So, and did you ride the machine you normally ride in this? Uh, yeah, it's my local, it's last year's national bike. It's my okay. local bike this year. Uh, so my la- national bike this year, next year will be my local bike. And then my local bike this year, I think my dad's talking about racing it next year. So Thanks. I'll be his quad and uh, it's all set up, but it's last year's national quad. So it's good to go. Keep maintenance well, on. I want to get a little off track here because you just, you just had something pop into my head. So I'm thinking, and don't laugh, please don't laugh. I'm thinking racks, gun rack, you know, maybe a, a cooler rack. I, I don't know. Okay. What do you do to prep this machine to, to go as fast as you guys go? Um, so the Renegade and the Outlander, uh, um, One with the racks. I have an old one of mine that I used to race on the, that was my race squad in the 4x4 Pro class for a little bit, bought off the Justin Wood, another pro rider. It's just a, the only difference between an Outlander and a Renegade, to, to my understanding, is um, the plastics. That is it. They're the same frame, AR motors, everything, full setup is identical. Just maybe no racks and a wench. And, uh, but performance wise, they're the same. So you can run that. But all we do from factory um, is we, we change the A-arms. Uh, we normally just do the lower A-arms. The strong, the, for whatever reason, the geometry is wrong on them and they don't hold up the same. So we put aftermarket lower A-arms at least on them. Um, Does that change the suspension at all? Or does that just make them steer better? It makes them... I don't really know if it does much. I've never ridden with stock and I've never actually had anyone explain it to me. It's just something we do. It just I've, I've never really asked the question myself. I, I assume it's something with geometry and strength. Okay. Um, the only two things I could think of. So that's why I just I'm like, yeah, we need them. So just, okay. roll, just roll with that one. Um, but then uh, we do that. We do suspension. You know, uh, some people run stock suspension and just revalve them. Um, tires and wheels, gusset the frame. There, they, you do do frame gussets. Um, that's about it. No, the motor's stock. Uh, some people build the motor. I don't. I run a stock motor and, uh, Flash the ECU, we can do some uh, tuning to them, but nothing crazy. Clutching? A little more efficient. Um, some people run different stuff. I personally just run stock clutches with, um, they, they have one that has a ball bearing instead of like a plastic. Uh, I run that ball bearing version on the primary. Um, I don't know if we did the secondary or not, um, but I know on the primary, we got that ball bearing clutch. Um, but that, that's it from stock. Handlebar changes. You That's know, personal. You don't have like that. to. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, all that stuff's personal. You know, you can get different tires and wheels and graphics and seat cover and cosmetic stuff, different bumpers, and but not that doesn't affect the performance. I'm just saying to get to race, that's like little things we do to get it race ready. That's nothing wild. Okay, answer me this. How long does it take you to frame a four-wheel drive quad? Like take it down to the frame? Yeah. Um, or, or let me re-ask the question. When you gusset the frame, do you take it to, to the, do you bare frame it and yeah, yeah. My, gusset it? I haven't had the pleasure yet. I've taken quads uh, down pretty much with just the motor in them. I've had to swap motor and the motors are bulletproof in them. You just leave them stock and they run forever. I haven't had to do a motor swap yet. Um, that being said, uh, we have the clutches melted into a motor. So the motor is trash. Like we cannot get the clutches out without destroying the whole motor. So, and the melt the clutches are friedness. We have to do a motor swap in that one. That's just a issue with the clutches on that one. We it had a, the one we bought had a aftermarket clutch and it just welded in there from heat. Um, that's side story. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought on that one on the thing. Well, about what I was quad. asking is, is okay. Because I'm a sport quad guy. We yeah. take them to the bare frame. We sandblast oh, yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. We gusset them. And then we put them all back together. Yeah. Uh, that's what happens with mine. I haven't had the pleasure yet. My uh, mechanic, Mike Seegers uh, has done all of the, that part for me on the quads. Oh, I nice. So I haven't, I haven't torn them down to the frame yet. I've done pretty much. I've done arm swaps, actual swaps, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I haven't had to swap a motor yet. Uh, I, I imagine it takes four hours, three, four hours would be my wow. guess. Taking everything off. It would probably take three, four hours if, you're, if you know what you're doing. That, that, that is, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, we pay him well. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that's good. He deserves it. He's uh, oh, He's been aces, dude. He's been aces. Uh, can't complain. Now, you mentioned axle changes. I know that and, and you're going to have to excuse my ignorance as UTVs, you know, I've done a little bit of stuff for that. And every time you drive the thing, you're putting an axle in it because they break or they have a problem. It are your guys's axles different. Um, and, and you know, are they stronger or do you put aftermarket ones in there? Uh, I run stock. Um, I imagine the weight of the UTV is huge on them. I imagine that um, they use about, I don't know if they use the identical material in the UTV one and ours, but I imagine it's the same. Uh, maybe just a little bit beefed up, but still just differential to axle to wheel. Um, but I imagine it's a little bit beefier, but same material. But we don't have as much weight, and they have the same. We have same amount of power and weight. Uh, they have the same amount of power uh, putting that much weight on them and just busting them out. They're laying on the throttle and stuff. It's more to do with riding style. Um, than anything if you land on the throttle on a big you know utv you're going to bust out some axle something's something's got to give with that much weight and torque on the four by four but i i've learned not to land on the throttle i i don't think i've busted two axles all gncc season this year like I've, I've, I've learned how to not land on the throttle and not put all that torque and tension um on the machine Right. Okay. That I was that was my next question I was going to roll into as far as do they break or do people abuse them and it yeah. sounds to me like they do. It's all about riding style. If you land on the throttle if you're wide open that things like max wheel spin off of like a 
ski jump or something, um, and you have a bunch of torque on it, it's something's got to give at that much RPM. You got to kind of but just let it bounce. And then whenever you roll into the throttle where it's not going to snap something. Right. And you, have lot, to learn you know, those things, things are almost a hundred horsepower stock. So they get, it's got some power. Something's got to give. And what size tire do you guys run? 25 by eight by 12. Do you run inserts in there as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's some people run blocks. Some people run spines and um, balls and all that good stuff. That's that, so, so you're adding extra weight out there as well. You know, it's, it's worth not having a, a flat tire with that much tire would be yeah. zero fun. So you gotta have the insert. Oh, I totally agree. I just yeah. was thinking about the, the mass at the end of that axle that's spinning, that makes it, it makes it even harder on the axles, um, in some cases, right? Yeah. I've never, I've never really ridden without them. So I couldn't really know the difference. Honestly, I've always had the tires and wheels. So my first ever, uh, not my first ever, my first full season on the four by four at big buck 1.0. Um, I brought, I got tires and wheels and the inserts brought to the race. Um, I had the tires and inserts. I had them with the inserts in and the BNR was bringing the wheels for me. It was, they took forever with the shipping and stuff. Finally got them. Um, and all you know how preseason is, but we got them right before the race. I was like, I'll just put them on there. We got them put on, and they sent us the wrong bolt pattern. Oh. So I had stock wheels at the first national of the year. So I, I was hindsight's twenty twenty. I just assumed and hoped and prayed they would send the right bolt pattern. I guess and didn't line up. But wow, yeah. So I ran stock tires that race, and it it was not fun. But that was the only time I haven't had the setup. How many flat tires did you get? Zero that race. Big Buck's <laughs> not bad. Big Buck's not bad. Um, oh, there's not, not a lot of sharp rocks and edges and stuff, but yeah, zero flat tires that day. Well, that's awesome. I, I appreciate you letting me wander off here on and change the subject. Let's get back to the nine hour. Okay. So you first lap, you have the 10 minute downtime, you, you're behind. So you're you haven't even got to 30 minutes into the race yet. And, um, how long are the laps and how rough is the course? So it varied. The leaders were running like 20, 21 minute laps. Um, the Walker power band team and then the act team action sports team. Um, they were running like 2021s. Uh, most people like were running like 24s, 25s and like for, for the top better riders. And then like, uh, some people run like thirties, you know how it is. So a lot of times for leaders was like 20, 21 minutes on the XC one guys. Um, right. They were cruising, you know, is they, 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 yeah, they, they're flying. Um, my teammates were running 20, like at 25 minute lap times, pretty much they're, they're solid times. Um, BNR team, Bert was running like 24s, uh, 25s, 24s in that range. And then, um, Koontz and Varndell were running like right at the 25s as well. So they were all really close. Uh, I was turning high 22s most of the day. I was running like 22, 40s, 50s. Um, and then, uh, so I was getting like two minutes a time depending on who was out. So I was doing two, three laps and make up four or five minutes on the other team, on the four by four pro team. So, uh, yeah, we were down that 10 minutes. And then before I got to go back out the next time, um, 
I went out one time and made up four minutes on them. And then my teammates went back out. Dayton went back out. Having out and we're five minutes off of them. And then uh, they had a freak. Gavin had a, uh, his solenoid on his uh, quad shook loose and grounded out against the frame. Oh. And so he had to get towed back in. He didn't know what it was to, he couldn't find it to disconnect it and unground it. And so it wouldn't fire, it was grounded out. So uh, they got it fixed. Yeah. Uh, he got towed back. It, it took him, uh, we had the time, um, Dayton's mom, uh, Trisha was timing after they pulled out. So they'd do like lap times and for the next ride to be ready to be like, all right, 25, 22 minutes. He's going to be here. Be ready. Yeah. So, uh, she was doing that. Um, so it was 29 minutes before Gavin got towed back in after that solenoid issue. So we lost over a lap before he got towed back in. So we were down big time. So we knew we were out of it for the overall. We were like 30th overall at that point. Um, and uh, we were just hoping for the 4x4 Pro win, just going for that at least. Um, they were half and half down on them. They had any issues. Yeah, uh, Bert actually, uh, end of his first time out uh broke the lower his lower back a-arm eyelet out he's uh, ripped the threads out of the frame so his lower a-arm was hanging lower bottom a-arm was hanging he had to, he came back and threaded it back in and welded it in and finished the race on it how um, did you guys make up the time so that helped us a little bit after he had that issue um that was first lap he only lost like a couple minutes to it nothing wild um and then, and then we had our lap back uh, issue. And then when Bert was out, um, he had an issue with his power steering unit and uh, couldn't, the bars went floppy on him, had an issue with power steering unit. And uh, he ended up having to get towed back in. So we were only five minutes out after I came back in after that. And then we had um, six laps to go after I came back in. So um, Dayton went out for two laps and he got it down to like, 4:15, and then um gavin was ready to go up after when there was four laps left and gavin was trying to get me to do all four laps just try to make up the time and uh since we we're only four minutes back i was like you go do one more lap i'll do the last three and uh we'll, we'll, we'll try to make it happen and uh gavin went out gavin only lost um eight seconds to bert that lap which is awesome uh Bert's pro gavin's a, a rider gavin put in an awesome lap to keep us close so I was only like four and a half back at that point with uh, three laps to go. And uh, uh, Bert did the first lap and then he tagged Koonsen. And uh, I made up two and a half minutes that first lap on Bert. I put it in at 22.18. And then um, AJ, AJ was out and uh, I passed him halfway through the lap. I made up two minutes in like half a lap in wow. like five miles. I don't know what issues he had, if he had any or what, but I ended up passing him right there. And then I actually turned a little bit of a slower lap on that, set my second lap out because I tagged a tree with like two miles to go and jammed my wrist up pretty good and uh, kind of limped it for a little bit. But uh, so that lap was a little bit slower. And then I did my last lap and uh, it was a um, coming into the finish. Uh, Baby Mac was on a team with uh, Steven Harrell and uh, Tanner Walker. And I caught baby Matt coming into the white flag and uh Steven Harrell pulled out right in front of me coming through pit lane. And uh, I was able to inside him and rode the berm and he got inside of me, a uh, top XC2 rider, Steven. Mm -hmm. um, I rode with him the whole last lap. Uh, 
pushed, uh, pushed him the first two miles and he ended up missing an inside line and I passed him and, uh, I ended up leading him to the finish. I pulled like 10, 15 seconds at one point And, uh, he ended up catching me in a tight section, a couple miles from the finish. And, uh, but I, uh, didn't pass me. I would pass him to help Steven off on the four by four. So I'll put in 22, 17, my best lap of the day at the ninth hour. So that that's pretty awesome stuff. Okay. Now let me ask you some, you got to clarify these things for me. So the overall team that won it, that, that was first yeah. overall was a sport quad, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know who that was. Was it Fowler? Uh, no, they, uh, they, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Feehan's bike. Um, it fell apart. So Walker brought like three quads and they couldn't get one to run, couldn't get anything going. And, uh, they ended up both being on Behan's bike at like the four or five hour mark, rode Behan's bike the rest of the race and absolutely just wore that thing out. Um, they held the, they, they were like a minute back at one point. Cause of, I think Walker's quads issues. Um, they got like a minute back at one point. Um, it was a great battle for most of the day. And then they had that issue with Walker's quad and, uh, Behan ended up, um, Aaron run Feehan's squad and uh the last hour I guess the whole subframe fell apart and uh there's a picture of him just holding his grab bar number plate like coming across the finish line and uh it fell apart coming into the finish and what I heard was that the rear shock got, like fell apart and the coil got wrapped up in the um axle to where the tires wouldn't turn he had to carry the rear end of the quad into the finish wow yeah yeah um Wow. Yeah. Crazy crazy day for them. Wore that thing out. So if you have no issues and there's three of you against the the sport quad guys or the XC one guys, however you want to call it, how would you guys fare at the end of the nine hours on a heads up race with no issues? Um, I think like me and me, Gavin and, and uh, Dayton, I think we would have been battling for top five overall. Um, the top women's team, um, they, I think they ended up like six overall, maybe seventh. Uh, it was like uh, Tracy Pickens, Jessica Elioff, and uh, Hannah Hunter, I believe. It was those three. And uh, they ended up like sixth or seventh overall. And uh, I, I think we were running times with them, could have ran pace with them, if not, you know, better. With, where'd, with you guys, where'd you guys end up overall? Uh, we ended up 13th after losing a lap and a half to issues. So I looked at the, I kind of looked at the time. I think it would have landed us like fifth, sixth overall in my head, but you never know. Um, well, I don't know, but if it was like me, like Landon and uh, Brandon or something, um, you know, that, that would be interesting. My best times when I was full sprinting that last lap at 22.17, um, that's pro- that's like four, 30, 30 to a minute off their pace a lap, like the top guys. Yeah, but if you have three studs out there, yeah, against against their three studs, yeah, I, I you know they're they're going to pull almost a minute a lap on us most places. Just the, the anywhere with off cambers, especially the off cambers, just kill us. Um, you know, it's it's yeah, they're a little tougher to ride, but it, I um some mixed teams and some like XC2 teams, we could really give them all they wanted. Well, I'm just thinking I've seen videos of Hannah ride. Um, and, and you, you're talking about 
the, those three ladies and they're no slouches. No, you no, know, yeah, so right. to, to for them to be sixth overall and you guys to probably end up somewhere between, you know, four and, and seven or four and eight, you know, at, at an overall deal, that's pretty fast. That's damn fast. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, if it was a team of me, Brandon and Landon, we would be paddling for a top three on that day for sure. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. That team. That is so cool. How did they put this race together? And, and has it been planned for a, for a long time? Um, there's a little bit of talk about it last year, I believe. And, uh, I didn't really hear of it like happening, happening until two, two months prior. I, I drew, drew was like, it's, it's happening. I was like, awesome. And so, uh, posts started going up everywhere and it was a really, really awesome event. They did a really good job. Um, track was awesome. Um, I think it was a tougher in snowshoe, just not with the elevation, the rocks and yeah. the tricky sections. I think it was tougher in snowshoe in some spots. Since you brought it up, let's talk a little about show snowshoe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so, so, uh, do, do you have any leading up questions? Do you want me to go? Uh, uh, yeah. I want to, I want to roll into the, I want to roll into it because I got to see some video of it. Okay. Um, most of the video was of Landon. Okay. And um, I know that he's fast. Okay. I'm not going to, not going to say that he's not. You're the current guy though. That's, that's leading the points. Won most of the races. Did you have some issues there or was it just his day? Um, he, he rode solid all day. He kept me honest. Uh, I got, I got, uh, I passed through the pack and got pulled like a, 20 or so second gap got set, um, passed through them and set pace and uh land was able to match and kept me honest through most of the day and, um almost a minute ahead at one point um just lappers were tricky hit reverse once um had to go around some stuff and i know i lost some good time there but uh he ended up catching me like five six mile marker on the last lap um behind a lapper on downhill and i just i felt him coming and he was there and said wave said hey and um it's nice with land uh, you know me and land have a lot of good racing together a lot of respect for each other uh but it's a uh, nice racing with him now because it's all it's all fun he's the you know um not in it for the points not racing every race so if he gets me it's not the world's biggest deal so i wasn't racing to win at that point i was st- i still wanted to win but i was still putting in good lap put, putting in great laps and uh he just caught me. He ran awesome. Um, stayed on me through the traffic. I had a couple really good lines. I thought I split and got by and he ended up running me back down. And, uh, yeah, he, he champ for a reason, you know, got the number one plate on there for a reason. And, uh, yeah, I made, yeah, I, mean, I made, uh, yeah, yeah, no, he, he's great. Um, I made one mistake on that last lap. Like I think it was the last place to pass. And, uh, there's a split line with some lappers that we were following up this hill. And as they cut and I like slingshot at them, took a face full of roost up a rocky section. I just caught a rock wrong and it threw me sideways uh, up in the air and I landed wrong. And uh, he was able to just split by me and just, just edge me out at the top of the hill into the corner, pulled a couple tire lengths on me. And, uh, that was it. Got a face full of roost when he dropped back in the rut, blew my goggles apart. And that was all fire road to the finish with 
from there with rocks and dust. And I just, I have goggles and, uh, yeah, you got me. You got it's me. Yeah. It's, it's a race. That's the, the, that's the backstory that I was looking for on that snowshoe. Everybody that I've talked to says snowshoe is one of the roughest, hardest races of the year. It's got its sections. It's gnarly for sure. Uh, this year it was really, really gnarly. They dropped us down the, the bottom side, the other side, the other side of the mountain, it, the four to the 10 was just gnarly this year. It was, it was a lot of, I love it like that. I love it gnarly. Um, it was, a, uh, it was tricky all day. I, I did. Um, but I, I wrote a solid race land must have two. I, I thought I got away on that one and he caught me on that last lap. I made a little mistake. He said the rock I hit was three, four foot around and I broke it in half and it started rolling downhill as he went by it. Wow. He said, I just crushed that thing. I, I, I couldn't see, I didn't see what I hit. I just knew I was going and I was sideways. He mm. just, he just pulled, got me. But uh, yeah. And I mean, it, it happens. Um, yeah. how far in front of third place were you guys? Who got third Brandon? Uh, I, I, at least a minute. I don't know how far, um, at least a minute from what I remember. So you guys were scooting. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were, we were booking all day. Um, Hayden had issues. I don't know what his problems were, but he was with us early too. Um, but uh, he, I see him walk around after the race, so no, no big deals, whatever happened to him. But um, he ended up taking the, the seventh after he didn't finish. That's really helped me in points. I was uh, six back going into that race, I think. So and now I'm six ahead after his seventh. I got second. Yeah, because uh, I looked at the points and you were – you won – I don't know how many you won in a row. And I looked at the points and I'm thinking, how can you be – not in the lead after that many wins, uh, DNF, um, the seventh or fourth or whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I started going back and looking and doing the math and, and it, you're having a great season. Just some weird caught on fire first round. Like we talked about last time, then when, and then, um, broken power steering unit on my local bike. Now I, I run it. So a lot of people, not everyone, but I'm one of these people that do this, uh, Florida, Every year I run my last year's national bike um, because of the sand. It just destroys your, eat your bearings, uh, tears your quad up a little bit. And um, I don't want to do that to my brand new national bike. I have one race on. So right. in Florida, um, I always uh, run my local bike, my national bike from last year. And then it's my local bike. Instead of tearing, putting that sand on the brand new national bike. But um so I rode my last, last year's national bike and the power steering unit, just something inside one of the bolts inside of it internally just let loose and I lost steering floppy bars. Do you rebuild them now or do you do anything different now to maybe try to ensure that that doesn't happen again, or you just run them the way they are? It was a, uh, this fluke. I don't know. I don't know what's yeah. The power steering units are expensive and that doesn't ever happen really. Just fluke thing. Try not not to think about that one. If it happens again, I'm not going to, I'll start replacing them after a season, I guess, but I'm going to let it go this time. (laughs) Well, I mean, you've ridden them, you've ridden the machine for quite a while and you have a lot of R and D work into it. And if it's not an issue. First one I've had like that, I told BNR about it and they haven't heard of that. So, and they've heard about everything that happens to them. Right. So I weird thing bolt just let loose snapped in half internally. 
That's crazy. That's so crazy. Um, yeah, you told me about that. I don't know a whole lot about uh, the the steering system on them. Um, I don't know anything about the internals. Yeah, I put one in. That's about it. And if they generally live that long, you wouldn't be changing anything on them, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, first issue I've had with one. I've had one go out, like where the pump just went out in it, and you lost the power to it. Um, just motor fried. So I had to replace one of those, but it wasn't um, floppy bars. It was just no power steering. Yeah, that that breaks the internals inside and that bolt getting in there chewed it all up and then nothing worked, right? Uh, it it, it uh, connected everything internally. It was like the through bolt and it snapped off of the threads and fell out. So nothing oh. it just let loose. And they have to tell you back and your day's done. And there's, yeah. yeah. I, I was, I, I was less than a mile from the finish as they were hooking me up i really thought about just starting to push it and get that lap in and get some points for the day but they were already hooking me up and it was hot and sandy and <laughs> i just let it happen but we're all right we got the points lead back by summer break um putting in good rides having good th- good luck with the quad um but yeah calm fire at the first round there's a yeah, this happened. The pit stop, gas got on the exhaust, exhaust went boom. I got, I got on fire. Car was on fire. Um, lost a few minutes putting the fire out, and uh, I dropped back to fifth, and ended up actually passing Robbie Pecorori back for fourth on the last lap after that. And it, uh, and it's surprising that it doesn't happen more. No, no, no. It's, it. it it's not um, not surprising that happens more because you have an off valve on your gas tank. Whenever you pull it away, if you turn it off, it doesn't dump gas on you. And it just pull it away when it's on. You still got gas in it. It's going to dump gas on the machine. So when you turn the valve off, it's all good. It was a fluke then. Uh, yeah, just a little uh, operator error, and we'll move on. <laughs> It happens. I was at a works race one time and the, and the factory can-am guys there um, dumped gas and they were running a different kind of fuel and you couldn't see it burn. Oh yeah. I've heard of that type of fuel. Oh and yeah. Well, it was a dump can, right? And whenever they pulled up, it just, if, if the quick fuel sticks, you know, that, what are you going to do? Couldn't tell it was burning until the, the easy up some, or something else was burning, but something else caught fire and you could see that burn. And that's when we knew that it was on fire. And I think every guy out of every pit ran over and helped extinguish it and put them out. And that's crazy. Um, yeah. The rider drop, 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 roll, patted him out. And uh, no, no skin burn, nothing. Bike fired right up, and you took off. You know, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Quad, quad, is the quad okay? Okay, let's go. I'm racing. Yeah, I mean, his uh, pants and shirt were a little twinged, a little burnt, but you know, he was he was fine, and everybody else was fine. Nobody got hurt. Uh, Crazy. You know, just caused a little excitement there for a minute, and and here we go. And there's your number one fan, Blaze. Oh yeah, he's back, Blazer. No, no barks. Caesar, Caesar, or something. Hey, enough. 
no, we're not. So, we're not so let's talk about let's talk about your race partner here. Um, how old oh, yeah. is he? How old is he? Yeah, uh, four. Just okay. turned four. So he's still a baby. Oh, big baby, big yeah. little baby. He, he's not a little one, that's for sure. And and he's a Weimariner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you saying? I don't even know. Yeah, I had a female that was much smaller than than him uh, years and years ago. We got a female that's a little bit bigger than him. Really? Yeah, she uh, she got Lyme's disease a couple. She's an old. She's old. Uh, she got Lyme's disease a couple of years ago, and she's just bloated. She, she's a big old girl. Wow. Yeah. I, what I liked, and you know, I don't want to. We're supposed to be talking about quads, not dogs, but <laughs> no training whatsoever, and. When I walk in the door and I would sit in the chair, she would sit next to me. If I would go run, she would run next to me with no leash. Yeah, that's yeah. He, uh, I walk every jeans you see with him with no leash. I go every, I, everywhere I can, he's off leash. If I'm not in a store, he's off leash. And he's right with you. Oh, yeah. Free range chicken. Yeah. Uh, he's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's my shadow for sure. They, the the wine rainers are shadowers. They're right on you. Wherever you're going, I'm in. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that. I mean, uh, I haven't had a dog like that since. Yeah, he's one of a kind, that's for sure. Uh, dude, he sits as tall as you on the couch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he sits all goofy. He sits all <laughs> goofy, too. So what is your preparation for the final few rounds of the season? Um, what, what are we doing? What are we changing? Um do you have any special tests going? Anything like that? Same program. It's been working all year. Just uh, you know, uh, same program as always. Just getting everything freshened up. Um, you know, taking a little bit more serious this year. We're doing all new bearings, all new bushings. Every the head to toe on the quad. Um, new brand new axles, brand new front diff. Um, getting the shocks reserviced, the axis. You know, um, freshen her up, ready to roll. Do you guys change out fuel pumps and things like that in the electrical very often? I I haven't had a single issue. Pretty durable stuff, huh? Yeah, I, I haven't had a single issue. I haven't had a sensor go bad. Um, my key getting ripped out and uh, that solenoid get touched in the frame are about the first two real electrical issues I've heard of, of them. Like they don't have any sensors go bad really. Um, Older styles have the older styles have their weird gimmicks, but like the new ones are not really anything. You, you trim down the wiring harness, get a race coat wiring harness, and they're just trim some things out whenever they flash GCU and stuff. Right? Is the uh, did the factories give you much help? I don't got any, but um, nothing at all. Being is my uh, biggest parts helper for sure. Um, Mike Mike's doing you know, pretty much all the work that I'm not doing. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, there's not really much that you're just pretty much running OEM can parts, just trying to get at cost stuff and, um, doing, doing what you can get, what, see what deals you can get. But I just, everything is OEM. So just keeping the machine fresh and, and, and staying in shape, getting ready for the, for the upcoming next few rounds is, is your focus. Yeah, just uh, treat it like any other race, you know. Just uh, they're just knock them out one at a time. Don't you know? Put in your laps. Do, do what you've been the, doing. Where are you going to rate? What? Where's the next round at? Uh, the Boy Scout camp. Um, 
the Mountaineer Run race. Um, what's it like? It's one of my favorite tracks. I think it might be my favorite GNCC track. Um, real rocky, got some good elevation. Um, it's tight in sections. Um, yeah, it's got a little bit of everything you love about West Virginia. Uh, it's an awesome track. I think it's my favorite on the circuit. Uh, I think there's like two spots that it gets real low. It gets a little water. You get like one water, you slick uphill. Um, a couple of splashes before that. There's one, there's, there's two good hole sections actually, but yeah. It's a are those natural yeah. watering holes or are they man-made? They're creeks. The creeks. Do the fans uh, dam them up? Uh, I had no one really goes to those ones. They're they're kind of out there. Uh, they pretty much they stay pretty close to the spectator area. It's just like it's just a big line, um, and then it goes out uh, this way away from parking. The whole tracks is way away from everyone up the mountain. So, is is that a good thing for you guys or a bad thing? Track's awesome. Uh, spectators might not love it, but it's awesome track. So. <laughs> You'll, you'll see us. You'll see us in thirty minutes. Just hang tight. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Track's awesome. How is it for passing? There are a lot of split lines. A lot of small trees there. Uh, make some lines on the four by four. Um, but it's got some good split lines too. Um, after really you, after you make a new line, can the sport quads take it? Mostly. Mostly, you know, there might be an uphill or two or like a um, log or rock or something. Um, but normally after we run over the tree, it snaps. It doesn't normally come back to, you know, how it was. I was talking to William and, and he said that he could generally eye the ones that, just, that you know, when he was running the 250Rs and the, and the Z400s and stuff, he knew what size saplings he could run over. Um, and ones he couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm still testing that on the four by four. What's the biggest diameter you think you can go over? I've hit my four about my forearm before, if not a little bigger, it was kind of dead, but just hit square and with a little, oomph, let loose. does it dislodge you or anything? I, I mean, did it, does it slow you down? Um, oh yeah, it slows you down. Found you know, that one was kind of slower. I, I probably only hit that one at like ten. Like I kind of squared up and backed it to see it, to see if it would let loose. I didn't want to hit full speed and you know headbutt the thing. But uh, I, yeah, um, if you think you can run it over, you probably can on those things. If you think it's worth trying to run over, you can probably get it get run it over. Um, have yeah, you caught a tree stump out there? You kind of stands up, you know, elbows up, square up. Have you caught one that you couldn't get over? Not, uh, not yet. I caught, I caught one um, with my rear tire once that brought me to a dead stop at like 40 miles an hour. I hit probably 30, 40 miles an hour, jumped into the section, caught my rear left tire off a of hidden rock in the leaves. This is at Mountaineer like three years ago. Caught a rock in the leaves. And it kicked me right and it kicked my right tire um into the tree and it, my rear that rear right tire rode up the tree until it like pinched into my handlebars and came, brought me to a dead stop and i was like hanging on the quad as it was caught on the tree brought me to a dead stop in inches wow 
I, I hurt. I felt like I got in a car wreck. Landon Wolf was right behind me for that one. We were battling for the lead. I uh, the lopper split right, and I went to jump into that. And I I thought he was going to go left, and I went to go right, and he last second dipped right, and I went to jump into that section. I went inches left of the tire marks in the brush in the leaves. It didn't look like anything was there, and it just caught, and I I just caught wrong, and it pinched and stopped me. Land Land oh, stopped. I asked, I was all right. I was like, no. <laughs> And, and nobody was there to take pictures? No, no. That was just a <laughs> private moment. A private moment. Private moment. I got in a car wreck. I still think about that one. I still cringe on that one. Did it damage the quad at all? Not really. Um, I don't think even bent a trailing arm. Um, it, it just way it caught and pinched the handlebars. It just kind of caught the bar square. Everything square. Just the tree kind of gave and it just stopped that snapped the plastic uh out of its place a little bit but they how, did, the quad. how did you get it going again put it in reverse to where it went back down the tree and i backed off of it a little bit you didn't have to get off the machine to move it over or anything uh my leg was pinched i could not get off really yeah that's I had to reach up and put it, and my bars were like caught all the way to the right, and I was able to reach under and put it in reverse and like back it off the tree. <laughs> oh yeah, I was pinched. No, did did it stop you from finishing the race? I finished. I was to think I still finished second. No, I, I don't remember what I finished that race, but you did. But you did. I, I finished. I putted to the finish. I can't. I think I still finished on the podium that day. So I remember sprinting like the last mile to try to keep my position. I don't remember what I finished that day though. Wow, it took a lot of fight out of you, huh? That one hurt. That one hurt. Just one little, just just out of the, just didn't stick the rut with the rear left, and, and just a hidden hot and stop. You know, a blink of an eye. That's that's crazy. They talk about it in desert racing. You know, sometimes when you're plowing the trees or the bushes, you're gonna find a rock. And, and when you do, the quad's gonna stop. You're not going to, but the quad going to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. Uh, I like the, the with the cross country. You, you do make mistakes, but it's a little bit slower speed most of the time. Well, okay. That being said, it's not desert racing. We're doing sixty miles an hour the whole day. If you swap, if you swap a little bit, you're good night. But well, if you're sixty, if you're doing sixty in a desert race, you're still in the pits. I, you know, I'm saying, you know, you know, I'm saying, I'm there goes guys cruising. What, what, it, what do you think the average speed that you guys are traveling? Like, if you had to average it for a lap, what, what do you think your average speed would be? varies on track for sure um I would, I would say 30 most days average speed is 30 most days for top riders what do you think your top speed is last year at snowshoe i hit 89 on a downhill ski slope that's pretty good cool. cool. it has a dash on it and it has a speed tracker and uh, we reset it before the race and it was 89 after snowshoe last year that's pretty good isn't it it's, it's scooting. It was on a long downhill, left sweeping, left hander. 
And and if you weren't going downhill, let's say you were just on the flats, what do you think your top speed would normally be? Probably like 80. This is on the 852, probably like 80. How much does the other, does the thousand go faster? Yeah, it's got, it's got a little bit more ass to it, but nothing too crazy. Um, like a snowshoe on like ski, snowshoe type ski slope, long draggy uphills. The mm-hmm. 1000 will pull 850 a little bit, but uh, that's it. Like flat stuff, um, any type of choppy uphills, um, corner to corner accelerates about the same. Like there's, you don't, you're not really going to pass someone if there's not a, an uphill on the 1000 over the 850 if you didn't earn it. Do you know what the weight difference is between the two machines? Couldn't tell you. I'd like to know that because you ride a smaller bore machine and go faster than the guys that are running the big ones. It just powers a little bit smoother. Um, it just it feels lighter. It just feels like you can toss it around a little bit better. Um, I think the weight's all from the motor, what they cut out of the motor. I think the chassis are the same. I think it's just all motor weight just that helps lower the center of gravity and stuff. Spreads blade out. What is the 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 ride height? Uh, sorry, it's the wrong. I'm saying it wrong. The distance from your you guys run like a flat foot peg, and is that the bottom of the frame too? Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, a piece of frame comes out. What's the distance that you guys normally have? You know, ground clearance wise, from the ground to the bottom of that frame, right there. Can I tell you that one? I don't know. Brother, I, I need I don't you, know off the top of my head. That, I, need that's a, that's my I need you to take some notes and 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 bring that stuff with you next time, okay? Uh, I know I know a lot of it. I don't know everything. You can you can pre-ask me some stuff and I'll be ready for you for sure. But I that, that's just one I don't know. I don't know ride height clearance on. Is is that something that you ever change? Uh no, my shock settings are the same. We don't uh we have, we have the same toe and camber all year. Um, yeah, nothing crazy. You can adjust a little bit in the front, but nothing in the rear. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong. Kendra's one of your sponsors, right? Yep. And they put on that big race. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to let them know that you came on and talked with me because they reached out to me. Okay. And wanted to do a pre-show to promote it. And I and and I use an email for the show all the time. And this was on a, an email that I don't use that often. And I feel really bad that I let him down because I told him that we would do it and we were having a little scheduling issue and it never happened. And it's totally on me, not on them. So please please make sure that you reach out to them and tell them that we got you on the show. And, um, I appreciate their patience. Yeah. 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 No, uh, things happen. Things come up. I'm sure they understand. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'm supposed to be seeing Drew soon, pick up some tires next week. So I'll, I'll make sure to let them know. Yeah. I think the lady's name that I spoke with was Serena. Yep. Yep. Serena's nice. I met her this weekend at the Canada race. Uh, she's their, one of their new reps. Well, she was the one that was emailing me. So if you get a chance, you could you reach out and, and just tell them all thank you very much. And, and that uh, we got you on here and we got we got to talk about it. Um, I know that I'm 
I'm trying to reach out to more people to to uh, talk to more people about it uh, because you know it, it's a big race. I like those long endurance races like that. It was very cool. I, I but if they had pre registration already, I'd be signed up. I can't wait for next year. It was <laughs> awesome. So I was smiling. All it was a little stressful when we got a lap and a half down, but I was smiling ear to ear all day. It was so much fun. Day day of four wheeler racing, and it was all during the day. No night section. No night. They got it was a nine hour race. They started at eleven a.m. and got we were done at eight p.m. It was uh, light out here until nine thirty p.m. I don't know how it is for you guys, but it's pretty much light right now until nine thirty. That's when it's dark. Is nine thirty? Well, when we first started talking, we were you were telling me about the the woes of being a homeowner and yard work and things like that. Well, oh, yeah. at eight thirty last night, I was fixing a broken water line so that so that the girls could take a shower in the morning. Oof! Yeah, looking looking forward. To that. I haven't had that one yet. Looking forward to it. Well, the water lines here were. At, at the house that were, were put in 20, 30 years ago. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been an ongoing problem that once or twice a year, you're fixing a, not necessarily a break, but it, they, they, they get hard and old because it's not covered and they pull apart. Yeah. Yeah. I got a copper piping old, like three inch copper piping in my house from the sixties. I bet. And it, it's, it's so packed full of corrosion and, uh, that's, that's, that's a soon project. Well, they make a, now all of the piping in my house. They have a tool that'll go through there and take all that out of there. It, it's, it, it, it's, it needs updated. We're, <laughs> we're updating. It needs change. We're updating. It's fine. <laughs> Not a problem. I get it. I get it. You know, cut it out. Be done. It's throw. Maybe maybe scrap it. Got some. Got some weight to it. Maybe we can get them to not look inside. <laughs> Back off. We bring it. Well, yeah. Just uh, get enough of the small copper too, and uh, put it all there together. Maybe they won't notice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sneak it in there on. That's so funny. We've talked about ATVs. We've talked about dogs and we've talked about houses. I, I don't know how everybody's going to take that, but it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad that I'm glad that you had a good time and that your team did well. Um, yeah, yeah they're great. They're awesome. Teammates. They, they stuck year. in it. They, uh, they never let the gap get to them. They kept in putting solid laps and uh, they never made any mistakes all day. They were awesome. Just a little shout out for them. They're, they're great. That's really outstanding. Uh, they stepped up big time. They did great. Is Are those the guys that you would normally team with every time? Or was it just a uh, convenience for this race? No. So uh, originally I was planning to do it with Chance and Dayton Hickey, uh, the two brothers. I'm good friends with Chance. I mean, me and Dayton get along good, but me, me and Chance have been hanging out for a while. And, uh, me and Chance and Dayton were supposed to do it on four by fours. They both got they got two four by fours at the Hickey House. They're going to run them with me. And uh, Chance is a top college A rider. Dayton's a top schoolboy senior rider on the four hundred EX. Um, so they're going to run with me. And uh, Chance ended up work ended up calling him out of the equation for the, that weekend, like a, a month out. I'd say they ended up calling him out. So. Uh, Gavin Jenkins, four by four A, the guy that ran the four by four A leader, um, he was looking for a partner and still. So and he had asked me. He had asked me right after I got uh, Chance and Dayton to say yes. So um, he ended up just filling in. He was he was great too. 
um, that that team might be back next year. You never know. I don't got any, um, we have we didn't really say anything in stone, but you might see Team War will drive back in action. That's that's great. I think you guys did good, and and uh, I hope you had a lot of fun. Did they have a lot of fun? I was smiling ear to ear all day. Yeah, they were they were so hyped. We got it done after coming for you know being halfway through the race, being that far back. And, you know, yeah. It was awesome coming back for the win at the ninth hour like that. That that's and, and every, everyone was watching all day. Every everyone knew that we had a shot, even with us being a lap and a half down. They were just like they 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 might pull it off, and then they ended up having that lap issue. We were within five minutes going in with three laps, and they sent me out there. And um, when I pulled off the finish, I think every single person there was clapping. Everyone was watching all day. It was cool because you pulled it off. Yeah, it was very cool. Every every single person there was watching all the racing on all day, and they saw saw that gap be closed down, and it was very cool. Is the place that you guys had the 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 nine hour race? Uh, do you race there normally, or is it a local race? Or? I've never raced there. I've heard that they've had a couple of locals there over the years. I believe it's Tanner Walker's uh, plate property, uh, owner of nine two XC two guy. Um, I believe it's his property, and uh, they, he had a team that raced. Uh, New East Coast put on the event. Uh, Seth Wilson, uh, Ronnie Wilson's son, uh, he, uh, Ronnie Paul's son, uh, he, he uh, built the entire track. Seth did it himself. So, That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome track. I'm telling, it was. I I hope I want them to go back there next year. It was so cool. Tougher and snowshoe in section. So much. It had some flow to it. Um, it was awesome. Do you think it was better suited for the four by fours or the the sport quads? Um, four by fours, the first couple laps out, uh, it was so rocky and all like the G outs and the face of the G outs, it was rock. And we're so much heavier in G outs. We frame out real easy. Um, they're like, we'll tap over it and we kind of have to frame it and we can't really wheel tap or we'll bend stuff. We're real happy. We have to be careful with doing stuff like that. Um, right. We were just framing out into rocks early on until we got dug out or he figured out how to miss them. But my first lap out, I was I was the first one hitting stuff that hard, that heavy, and I was just framing out into rocks so bad. Um, but uh, the, the, I mean, the lead, the leaders run twenty minute lap times. I was uh, you know running about fast as fast as you're going to on that track on, on a four by four, and I wasn't breaking twenty twos. Okay, on a sport quad, they put a special chassis skid on there do you guys run a special aftermarket skid too yeah yeah uh yeah um you can run skid plate to skid plate some people like the poly some people like the steel um i'm running the poly it, it doesn't really matter oh well i'll tell you this i was anti-poly when they first came out and uh, probably just due to the fact it was something new and I hadn't got to test it. Um, now I wouldn't run an aluminum skid plate in, in, on a chassis portion uh, for anything. There's just no reason for it. Yeah. The poly. I, I, Go ahead. I know that like with the poly, it's supposed to like be like, they say it has like impact absorption to it. Um, I just don't like that bend so easily. It doesn't like, um, I don't know. It breaks and cracks easy and it bends. I know it's supposed to give like that, but I haven't had any issues with a aluminum 
skid yet. And I always run a steel rotor guard on the, on the 450s. Let's work quads. I run a steel rotor guard, but um, same with steel rotor guard. Um, but I always ran aluminum stuff and never had an issue on the four by four. Mike makes poly stuff. So he's running stuff. Well, we ran a steel rotor guard on our YZR, YZF 450Rs as well. Because uh, when I was working on them all the time, Sloan could break a ball bearing in a padding room, padded room. So you had to do something to prevent that rotor from getting destroyed um, every time you rode the bike. So, yeah, I was just the strongest thing. If it's, if it bends that it's going to bend, it was going to bend the rotor anyways. So no matter what you had on there. So I was like, if it's stronger than the rotor, it's a good start. And right. we just, yeah, we got, we got a, um, my old big 450 mechanic, Matt Pierce, Pierce performance. He had, he, uh, had a good friend that was credible welder, um, made those, skid plates for us but that, that's so cool uh tim from omf performance made me some uh trx 450r swing arm skid plates little compact heavy duty uh skid plates and we ran those for years on the trx 450rs and um and it took probably 10 or 12 different designs before we had one that would live, um, but super thick aluminum, uh, high resistant to impact. Uh, they bend a little bit, but after you get back, you put them in a press, bend them they're back, back. Yeah. And, and they're still usable. You know, Dude, I, My steel one, these steel ones that Matt hooked me up with, um, I have never bent one, but I have had one snap, snap the bolts off at the threads. And I've lost one. I've never been one. Wow. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, known for breaking stuff. So I, if I haven't been one, it's, that's, it's pretty solid one. Uh, good product. Cody approves. No, but you can knock, you can knock it off the machine, but you don't rip it off the machine before you bend it. That's, that's so funny that you said that we had that happen in Baja where they sheared the skid plate off. Yeah. And you know, you read Loctite the bolts in, you're not going to yeah. get those sheared bolts off out of that swing arm with the tooling that you have there. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we had blue Loctite. I think we got away with that one there. Oh, well we didn't. <laughs> and, and instead of, you know, loading the truck and going home, we just took the whole rear clip, the swing arm, axle, everything, took it out, you know, detached the shock and slid it in and tightened it all back up and sent them down the trail. Yep. All you can do. Yeah. I, I'm just, I've been thinking about this since you were telling me about replacing the bearings and some bushings and, and you're all good to go. I've, I've just been here racking my brain because we go through so much prep with engines and some of the stuff we do to get a sport quad, sport quad ready, um, it, it, it's almost like it's not fair. I, uh, I, I went through the struggle too with the sport quads. Uh, trust me. It's, uh, it's, the trade-off is the five hours of power washing, I think. <laughs> I think that's where you get us back. Um, God, those things you got to take off the everything. You got to take off the fender wells to get a halfway decent wash. It's unreal. 
Um, just yeah. Um, Maintenance is too much worse. Um, I, I haven't had really any bad issues. The bearing, I haven't, I haven't had any bearings go out um, this year on anything. I, th- I think I've had a AA on bearing go out on all of my quads as long as I've ridden them and beaten on them. I've, that, I've done a little bit of preventative maintenance, but if that if that happens during the race, that cause you to DNF, or do you just ride, finish riding, and fix it later? You finish riding and fix it later. I just don't want to this year on this quad. I don't want to have one go out and it mess with how it rides and causes me to make an error trying to push or something. I just, I'm not going to lose a race or this year because of a $20 bearing. It's not happening. That's, that's a good, that's a good mindset to have. Well, Cody, thank you so much. I know this was kind of short notice for us to get this thing going for you. And I, I wanted to talk to you during the break. And it was great that that nine hour race was, was right before we got to speak. Um, so that was pretty cool hearing about that. Hey, Bob, wait, card backfiring in the background. Sorry about it. Wait. It's okay. He's, you know, he's big enough. I'm not going to argue with him. Okay. <laughs> Whatever he says goes. You know, so everybody that's listening, this is Blaze, and he is uh, wanting to get his two cents in because he enjoyed the race. And I'm just ad libbing here. And um, he's really pissed because he didn't get a trophy. Um, He got some Popeye's chicken nuggets on the way home. Well, you know, maybe that's a good maybe that's a good counter offset to make him happy. Does he always have that look in his eye like he wants to eat somebody? Well, uh, he's just the back backfiring was not didn't click with him that time. Sometimes you don't care what fireworks will be going off. You don't care. Sometimes it freaks him out like this. Mom's not here too, so he's a little on edge. Oh, uh, okay. So. so different different setting in the house. Okay, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, mom, mom's out. Oh, well, on edge. Poor guy. Uh, the little the little rats that we have when mom's not at the house, all they do is squall and and whimper for where's mom, you know? So I have to, I have to put three of them together with my daughter so that they don't make too much noise and wake the rest of the house up. You cut out there. You, you, you got to put three of them where I'm, I got to put three of them with my daughter because the, the, they, they whine and and make noise and, and awake the rest of the house up. Yeah, yeah, I got to put them somewhere that will just cuddle and be quiet. The Blaze has been running back between here and I bet the back of the couch, you can look out the window. The Blaze has been there. He isn't here. When she gets home, he'll he'll calm down then? Yep, yep, both of us got to be here. Well, that's Because well, that's life, man. That's the, those are your, your people, you know? Yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. pretty awesome. Like I, I said, I really enjoyed your photos after the race with him on the quad with you. Um, my wife did too. So that, that, that was really good. When we publicize and promote the episode, we'll, we'll put them out there again. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone, everyone loves blaze. People, people come to my camp to see blaze, not me. Oh. <laughs> I get it. You know, I totally get it. He, he he's a distinguished gentleman, you know, very, very distinguished. You can see all of his luggage. He's a big boy. All his yeah. Yeah. Uh, we moved, uh, he's lost 10 pounds since we moved out of my parents' house from all the treats he was getting. <laughs> Cause like we have the other dogs there. We got the three Jack Russells and then the other Weimer and the, we got, uh, um, month we got in, I don't know where he is. A 
whatever. Um, they he gives, she gives them all treats, and he'll go around and steal their half of theirs. They just <laughs> eat eating five treats per outing. Do you ought to see the look on his face every time you say treat? <laughs> I He's ready. Yeah, he knows the word. He knows. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Cody, that's awesome. Hey, thank you for spending some time with me and, and talking with us here on ATV Talk. Um, as always, if you have anything that you need to put out there or anything that you need to promote, reach out to us. We'll be more than glad to help you out and, and, and get it done for you. And uh, good luck with the rest of the season. I'm sure that you and I will talk at some point to uh, get a final on, on how your year went. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org, or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.